Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ with our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. I'd like to begin uh, our prayer this morning with some silence to remember 9-11 20 years ago, the lives that were lost, the heroes of that day, those of us who are forever changed by the events of that day 20 years ago. Let us pray. God, each life that was lost was precious to you. We ask your mercy to envelop those who grieve this day. And we pray for your strength for those who serve on the front lines, constantly putting others' lives ahead of their own. God, we ask that you would settle us all into this grace of this space of being together of worshiping you. In Jesus' name, amen. I heard the news today The world's a crazy place All the papers say no one said So you take my hand You always understand and you know the right words to say Oh, it's just like a prayer Cause you're always there A love that conquers hate There for everyone else You never think of yourself Even when your own heart aches So if your tears make a river of you If your world's breaking in two, I carry the sky, I do that for you. When the darkness came, you loved me just the same, and you showed me how to see the light. You opened up the door, you put it into the war that I had going on inside. Like a prayer, cause you're always there, a love that will conquer hate. Oh, you're there for everyone else. You never think of yourself, even when your own heart aches. So if your tears make the river of you, I hold back the tide, I do that for you. And if your world's breaking in two.
God loves us an intense amount. So much so, I think often we don't see it. Often we don't fully take it in. And I wonder sometimes if it's hard for God to to give so much love freely and then to watch us not fully take it in. And so as we go to God in prayer this morning, as we confess the ways that we have fallen short, my prayer is that we would also be confident in hearing God's love for us, that we would let it all the way in. Let us pray. Jesus, we can be a confusing people because sometimes we sin in boasting ourselves up, letting our egos take the wheel. And then other times we sin by doubting ourselves too much. Sometimes we have loved greatly and other times we have really let each other down. Sometimes we have paid attention to you, and then other times we have forgotten point blank that you are there. Forgive us, Lord. We know you do. Forgive us over and over and over again. Hear us now as we pray silently.
Jesus forgives us again and again and again. Beloved, hear the good news of the gospel and receive it in your hearts. In Jesus, we are forgiven. We get to live in peace. Thanks be to God. We get uh, to celebrate a baptism this morning, so I'm gonna invite the family of Crosby to come forward. This morning, Paige and Tyler present their daughter, Crosby, to receive the sacrament of baptism. Today, we boldly proclaim that Crosby is a recipient of the covenant of grace. And in baptism, God claims her as his own, welcoming her into our family of faith and as a citizen in the kingdom of heaven. We are encouraged because in no stage of life are we ever truly separated from Christ and the bonds through him with one another. So Crosby, may you always remember that you are never alone. Your parents, your church family in Christ is always with you. Hear these words of our Lord Jesus Christ just as he delivered to his disciples after his resurrection. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, go therefore. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. By water and the gift of the Holy Spirit, we are made members of the church, the body of Christ. We are joined in Christ's ministry of love and peace and justice. And so we remember with joy our own baptisms as we celebrate the sacrament with Crosby today. Tyler and Paige, having heard these words of scripture, I ask you the following questions. Do you profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And relying on God's grace, do you promise to live the Christian faith, to embody hearts of service and love, and to teach your faith to your child? Do you? And now to the congregation. Do you, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ, promise to guide and support and nurture Crosby? Through your words and actions with love and prayer, will you encourage her to know and follow Christ and empower her to be a faithful member of the church? If so, say we do. Right on time. (laughs) Let us pray. God, we know that this life is not always easy. To follow your son, to follow Christ, is to die alongside him. And to follow Christ is to be resurrected with him. So when the world seems hard to Crosby, when the church and her parents and her friends and the family mess up, we give thanks that you do not. We give thanks that your presence will never leave her, nor will you leave us. We thank you for the waters of baptism Let it seal your child and welcome her into the kingdom of undeserved love, grace, and abundant life. In Jesus' name, amen. What is the Christian name of this child? Crosby Louise. Crosby Louise. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, uphold Crosby by your Holy Spirit. Give her the spirit of goodness as she faces the issues of this world. Give her the spirit of love towards strangers we will encounter. 
Give her the spirit of wisdom and encouragement and the spirit of joy in knowing that she is your image bearer. She is light into this broken world. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we pray your blessing on Crosby this day. She is precious in your sight. Strengthen her with your spirit. Protect her from harm. Direct her with your grace. Remind her parents that when they get tired or they feel alone in parenting, that this whole community has stepped up to pray for and encourage them. May her faith in you grow each day by the fruits of the Spirit in this congregation with teachers and babysitters and kids as friends. May she know without a shadow of the doubt how much she is loved by us and more importantly by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, this is the greatest news. Crosby has been received into the one holy Catholic and apostolic church through baptism. God has made her a member in the household of God to share with us the priesthood of all believers. I encourage you after the service to greet her and to welcome her, the newly baptized child and our newest sibling in Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. If you haven't heard, next Sunday, the 19th, is kind of a big deal at downtown church. We are kicking off a sermon series on holy interruptions in scripture. And on that same day, we will bring back holy interruption to our worship service. We'll have programs, we'll have coffee again, the infant room will be open, so downtown kids will be fully operating again. And for those of you who have just started worshiping with us in the last 18 months, I know there are several of you, you may not know what we're talking about with a holy interruption, and I can't really describe it to you, just kind of have to come and experience it. What I will say, this is like five minutes house music before the sermon, you can stretch your legs, you can refill your coffee, but from one extrovert to another extrovert potentially, here's a tip, all right, I had to learn this. If people are sitting in their, in their seat, you know, and they're not moving, that's our cue that they don't wanna be talked to. <laughs> Saying that to myself more than anyone else. I'm excited for Holy Interruption to come back. And then following the service, um, we'll have food trucks coming. We'll open up the back lawn. So we invite you to stay and to stay as long as you like. Stay and celebrate with us. Our scripture this morning comes from Exodus. Chapter 16, I'm gonna read various verses. Beginning with verse two. The whole congregation of Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, if only, if only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and we ate our fill and bread. For you, you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven. And each day the people shall go out and shall gather enough for that day. And in the evening, quails came up and covered the camp. And in the morning, there was this layer of dew on the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted there on the surface of the wilderness was this fine, flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. So Moses said to them, it is the bread 
that the Lord has given you to eat. The house of Israel called it manna, like coriander seed, white. The taste of it was like a wafer made with honey. Moses said, this is what the Lord has commanded. Let an omer, a container of it, be kept throughout generations in order that they might see the food which I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Title of today's sermon is, that's a honey bun. Last Sunday before worship, a few of us worship leaders were gathering just over there, like we do before worship. And when it came time to pray, I asked if anyone had something going on that we needed to pray for. And one person who's given me permission to share this with you, one person said, yeah, can you pray for this loved one of mine? They, they're on a strict diet leading up to surgery. Like so strict, they can only eat 400 calories a day. Well, without skipping a beat, Tim Gatson on staff, he goes, 400 calories, that's a honey bun. That's a honey bun. It got me thinking about these, wilder, these Israelites wandering in the wilderness. Man, they would have loved it if it was honey buns dropping out of the sky. But where we meet them in scripture, these Israelites, they are grumpy. And for good reason. Because after their great escape from Egypt, they have been walking with whatever possessions they can carry on their back. They have been walking in the wilderness going on three months now. Some have blisters the size of, of marbles between their toes and on their ankles. Some of them have lost track of loved ones and they're, they're frantically searching for them. All of them are hungry, hangry to be exact. So of course they are complaining. Of course they are upset. Of course they are angry. No one is operating at their best. It would have been better, they say. It would have been better if we had died in Egypt. It's a refrain that we hear throughout their exodus. They said it in fear as they were crossing the Red Sea. It would have been better. It's an attempt for them to control the chaos that they're living by comparing the current stressors to the stressors of the past. They're trying to categorize the suffering just to make sense of it. And let's be honest, when you're comparing having food three months ago to not having food now, it, I can see a case made for going back to Egypt. But let's talk about those honey buns. Can y'all imagine what it would be like if it was just raining down honey buns? I mean, not just one honey bun, but like you got to eat your fill and maybe you didn't even gain a pound. Those honey buns, they would have made the Israelites so happy. In fact, honey buns raining down from heaven, that might just be one of their visions of paradise. But paradise isn't what God promises us in this scripture. God says, I promise you the promised land. 
And in the promised land, there is milk and honey to meet our daily needs, but it's not like a cushy version of civilization. God doesn't promise them that life will be easy in the promised land, for ease is not where our hope lies. Our hope is in God's promise to be with us. Our hope is in God's promise to provide what we need, not always what we want. What is manna? That word manna means literally what is it? It's this flaky substance, scripture says, it can be found after the morning dew. It's like coriander seed, a wafer with a hint of honey. It ain't no honey bun. In fact, the difference between the manna that the Israelites receive and a honey bun is that manna is what we need. Manna is spiritual food. Manna feeds our souls. Manna is the thing that keeps us going, especially when the going gets tiring and scary and lonely. When I think about manna falling from heaven for the Israelites and feeding the whole assembly, I I can't help but have questions typical of our 21st century minds. Like, was the manna gluten-free? To feed everybody, right? I mean, was it gluten-free? Was the manna full of vitamin D and vitamin E? I hear we need those things. Did the manna have some like protein sprinkled in or, or was that saved for the quail later on? In the world that you and I live in today, it seems impossible that there would be one kind of food, a starch, no less, that rains from the sky and feeds the entire assembly and not one allergic reaction makes it into the scripture. When I think about it, it's really cool. It's really cool that an entire assembly gets to eat the same thing at the same time. And not only get to they eat it at the same time, they get to collect it at the same time. They get to see that God shows up and provides what they need. I get to do that together. This vision in scripture, it seems kind of far off for us today, or it can, eating the same thing, the dew on the land of the wilderness. And yet, I believe that God is raining manna for us today. What is manna? I mean, what is it for us today? Beyond the flaky substance that it was for the Israelites all those years ago, what is manna for us today? Manna, it could be time with your family or with your friends. It could be getting outside in a way that you love, like hunting or cycling or running. Those things could be the way God is showing up in manna to feed your soul, or it could be a great hobby. Do you know how to tell the difference between manna and a hobby? Manna is what points your soul to God. It's what feeds you, what fills you up and gets you to point your voice and your feet to glorifying God. When the Israelites are complaining in the wilderness, God sends manna to them because God cares about their stomachs being full, yes, but also because God wants them to know God. God wants them to lean on God. Another refrain in scripture is God sends manna so that we would know God. 
I want you to think for a minute about what manna might be for you. One of the things feeding my soul right now is getting outside. Like even just for a walk, just getting outside. I'll try to leave my phone at home and then I'll just try to pay attention to the sounds around me, the birds chirping, the airplanes over my head, the neighbor mowing their yard. It's good, right, getting outside, walking, that's good for us, but it's not manna for me. And here's why. Rarely does it ever point me to God. Being outside, it has the makings of God's glory all around, sure, but for me, it doesn't point me to God. What does point me to God right now is um, the coup of my daughter, and she might be the one screaming outside. (laughs) But sometimes she coos, and every time, every time I hear that, it points me to God because I just can't believe it. I just can't believe that she's here and she's healthy. It points me to give thanks to God. It puts me on my knees giving thanks to God. It's manna for me. And coming here to worship with you, that is manna for me too. When I hear Arisha and Zan's voices swell and fill up this space and fill up my heart, that is manna for me. That fills me to the brim. That points me to say, oh, thank you, God. And when I see each of you, when I come here and I see each of you and I, see, I know that we are bonded not by some interest or by some societal construct, but because we all are trying in our own ways to know Jesus and follow Jesus, that points me to God. It's manna for me. What is this? Manna. Dr. Craig Barnes is um, currently the president of Princeton Seminary. He's also a well-renowned preacher and writer. And he tells this story in one of his books about when he was nearing retirement from the church. He was getting close to retiring from the church and his, his wife said that they needed to meet with a financial advisor. Now he had never met with a financial advisor in all of his years and he was kind of reluctant to do so, but his wife just kept nudging him saying, dude, we don't know how to do retirement. (laughs) Let's go. And he said, okay, finally, he knew that she was right. So they went and they met with a financial advisor and they answered all of her questions and they, they saw lots of slideshow presentations and they saw some good products. And after a few meetings, after a few meetings, they had come up with a plan a plan for retirement. And and the next thing that Craig knew, he was being pointed to her office door, told to leave, basically saying, great work, you are ready to retire. The problem was, Craig wasn't ready to retire. No matter how the numbers lined up, having the money set aside, the date, pinpoint on a slideshow presentation, it didn't make him ready to retire. In fact, he said, that's not the kind of manna I need. Money, though very necessary for retirement, is not what Craig is worried about. He's worried about his spirit. 
He knows the rhythms of being a pastor, what it's like to begin each day in God's word and prepare devotions for meetings and a sermon for Sunday. He knows what it's like to go visit his church members at the hospital. He didn't know what his spirit was gonna look like when he retired. He didn't know how to feed his spirit without the community that he served. And so approaching retirement gave him this moment to pause in his life and to ask this question, okay, what is manna for me? We've all had this moment recently, haven't we? Moments where we just get to take a step back and take stock of our lives and and pay attention to what really matters. And if you haven't had that chance yet, here's your chance today to think about what is manna? What is it for you? For Craig, it's the rhythm of scripture and prayer, it's weekly worship. For the person struggling with depression, it may be going outside and being reminded of the hope that is outside of you. For the person who's been cheated on, where trust has been betrayed, it might be a cup of coffee shared in a breakfast nook. Not quite forgiveness, but choosing to enter the day together. For the person living alone, it's that friend that calls you every week just to make sure, just to make sure things are okay. For the addict, it's weekly meetings. It's being known, it's making it one more day. And for the church body, y'all, it's this. It's this gathering together for worship on Sundays. It's knowing, trusting that worship will be here when you get here. It is the word of Lord coming like manna for us. What is God up to? God is teaching us that we can depend on him for manna every day. Every day God will show up, God will give us just what we need. I love that the Israelites keep a container, an omer is what it's called. They keep a container of manna in a place that everybody can see. For generations they do this. They keep the manna in a place where grandkids will run about and ask, what is that? And it's this opening where they can tell their story of being fed in the wilderness. They can tell our story, pass it on from generation to generation. I love that they they keep on eating it, even after 40 years of eating it every day. I would think they would get tired of it, but they don't. They keep it because they don't want to forget what it is for them. They keep it because they don't wanna forget how God brought them through the wilderness. They keep it because they wanna be connected to their ancestors and this great faith that we can cling to when, when ours feels like a dandelion that could just blow away. In our wilderness, in your wilderness, God sends manna for you, for us. Thanks be to God.
turkey feather and you hung it like your name So happy that you got to the bottom of these that were feathering you And you found a round stone and you're wearing it around like a jewel Doors creaking loud, swinging wide open And you found yourself man in that sun God, you give us manna in Jesus. He points us to the kingdom. He points us to you, our creator. He points us to each other to care for one another. Lord, today we pray for those on the front lines, for ICU nurses and medical staffs who are strained. We pray for our leaders, for our soldiers, for our officers, for our teachers, for our parents, for business owners, owners who are struggling, be with us, Lord, in our pain. God, be with the parent at the hospital right now, holding tight to her kid, waiting for test results and preparing to fight for his life. God, be with the couple struggling to stay in their marriage. God, be with the son and daughter who need a little more independence but who keep their parents up, worried, sick, all night. Lord, be with the kids who broke into our storage across the street this weekend, looking for a place to hang out. Lord, be with us. Give us manna. Not just to make it through this day, O oh Lord, but to direct our thanks and our praise to you. 
Hear us now as we say together the prayer your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
not be a honey bun, but God sends manna for you. So as you go from this time of worship together, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of that Holy Spirit may be with you, and with all those you love, and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. Amen.